I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. And today in our mini-sode, we are discussing how we figured out our niches over time. And we're basically just going to be reflecting on what worked, what didn't work, and how we figured out what type of content we wanted to create for our brands and audiences. Yes, but before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, what are your current content pillars or niches? You go first, friend. I know you can yes. like, list these off. I know. Like- <laughs> In my bio, on my blog. <laughs> yes. Um, so for me right now, my content pillars or niches is content creation, fashion, and travel. Um, that has evolved since I started Amazon Edition in 2018. And we'll we'll get into that. But those are my current content pillars um, and niches. We love to see it. Mine are content creation, self-care and blog tips, like slash like side hustle stuff, you know, talking about like working with my nine to five. I feel like I haven't been talking about that as much lately because it's so funny with that one. It's just like, I feel like people, we talk about it on the podcast though. I know. I feel like that's the thing we talk about on the podcast. Like it's just in feed. It's always like a funny because I'm just like, Oh, no one wants to hear about my boring day to day. It's the same thing every day. I work nine to five, but I've talked about this on the podcast before too, where it ends up like every time I've posted about it, people are interested. So in general blog tips, but I'm trying to incorporate more of the side hustle piece and having that be a bigger part of the conversation. But overall, it would still fit into that little pillar, I think. So not changing my niche by any means, but (laughs) just incorporating it. Perfect. And so I thought we would start off today's conversation by, you know, sharing what our current niches were and then talking about like what we thought our niche was or still is back when we we started. So 2014, you guys, I started my blog and my Instagram FS edition my senior year of college. Um, I started out in the fashion niche. Um, I have always loved clothes, shopping, styling, and I knew starting in corporate America that like my first role was not going to be creative. Um, and so I wanted to have a space where I could share just my take on fashion and style and like have a place where I could write. Um, so again, started in fashion, it has grown ever since. Um, but I knew like early on that like fashion was going to be one of my things. So how about you friend? What was your starting niche? Yeah, I've talked about this before and my very interesting travel, (laughs) my travel blog, which like I like literally I travel now and I still talk about it. And we actually talked about it in this week's maxi sode or large normal episode. I don't know. Words are hard today, but um, I started out because I wanted to be like one of those cool travel bloggers that takes pictures from like really far away. And then you're really tiny with like a big, cool background and like different backdrops and stuff. And that was totally originally where I saw myself go. And it, it was in part because I thought of the fun tagline for mad cray would just be satisfying mad travel cravings. So, uh, TBT to the good old days. That's where, that's where we originally started, but we have absolutely evolved since then. I feel like honestly, my main reason for that being like, I just thought those were like the coolest photos, but I kind of learned over time that like, I 
liked creating those kind of photos, but incorporating them in a different way. So it still ended up being a part of what I post about, but it's definitely not my main focus anymore. Yeah. I think that's something, I mean, it's just like your starting point. And so if you're just starting out, you guys, and you're like feeling all this pressure to pick a niche, like just know it's just like where you're starting and, and just like, make sure it's something you're excited about and you're interested in and you know that'll help you like create content but it will evolve over time so for me you guys in 2017 I actually figured out that I wanted content creation to be a part of my brand um I was I basically like 2016 is when I started taking up as edition more seriously as a side hustle and I basically was like I'm gonna learn everything I can about when we had to drive traffic to my blog I'm building my Instagram um you know, how to create content more consistently. And like, as I was learning, I also was enjoying sharing what I was learning. And I think, you know, just by nature, I feel like I'm an educator. And so that just like made sense for me to start sharing content creation tips. And I still remember like posting one of my first like creator blog, like content creator blog posts where um, it was in 2017. And I said, um, how was it? tips on building your Instagram audience or whatever. And I remember being so nervous because I was like, do people even care about this? Like, would they even like, would they even turn to me for this? And, but it had such a great response. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay. So, you know, alongside being a creator, like, you know, sharing fashion and whatnot, like, I also like love sharing like what I've learned. So I think I'm going to start making content creation part of my brand. And so basically like you guys can go on my blog and like click through the years and you will see the progression. Like I have blog posts on planning my first four figure brand partnership. I have blog posts in 2018 about what I've learned working with brands, you know, what I've learned doing gifted brand partnerships. You've basically seen like my whole content creator journey since 2016 on, on my blog. Um, so yeah, that was like one of the the things where I was like, Oh, like this is something I want to incorporate in my, um, niche, in my niche, in my content pillars. Um, I think this is something that's, you know, again, I'm interested, passionate about, and my audience is responding to. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to adjust. Yeah. I think that's around, honestly, like I, well, mine was probably a little bit later. I'll say like my journey when I first started was about 2015, 2016. And I feel like the first few years were just a lot of frustration, um, because I was like investing in these courses and nothing was happening. And like, everyone was telling me to find my niche. And I was like, what do you mean? And like, I was like, I'm like, cause I went from like posting the travel stuff to then I was inspired by Tezza, but also, um, JC Marie Smith. And I started kind of like, I feel like JC now posts more like lifestyle kind of content, but at the time it was more creative. And I was just like, well, I'm trying to kind of create creative photos, but gosh, if you guys scroll down in my feed, it was not, it was just literally just like, Oh, like me posing in it. Like it slowly got more creative over time. I kind of like went from that, like basic B Instagram, like whatever, like to kind of posting like some like more creative, like more thought out shots. And like by basic, I just mean like, it was like me like standing in front of a wall, holding a product. Like it wasn't like, it was just very 
very straightforward, which is fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that kind of content. It's just not my vibe. And it's not something that like brought me joy to create. So I felt like I was like, okay, well, I want to be a lifestyle blog. And I feel like lifestyle, like it, while it is like a niche, like, I feel like sometimes it can be a little bit of a crutch. Cause it's just like, Oh, well I post my day-to-day life and it's really hard to niche down from there. And that's what I found when I classified myself as a lifestyle blogger. I was like, but this is my niche. Like I've found my niche, but like, they're telling me to niche down even more. And like, what does that even mean? And like for me and something that might help people who are struggling with the same thing, I started to think about like, okay, well, what aspects of my life am I sharing? Like I'm sharing these like cool, like photos that I love taking, why not kind of turn that into like photo tips and like different photo shoot ideas. And then I am talking about like, okay, lifestyle, like I'm a career woman. I work nine to five and then I have this side hustle. Like that is my life. So that became a content pillar for me. Like, and it just kind of like, it kind of blossomed from there and figuring out really like what, what lifestyle really meant because it's so hard when you just feel like, well, I'm posting about my life. I don't know how to classify that as a niche. I think really taking the time to look at the parts of your life that you're actively sharing and the things that like bring you joy and really that you really enjoy sharing are where you can find that and start to niche down. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because in my bio, I classify myself as fashion and lifestyle and it's exactly that where I consider myself lifestyle because I'm incorporating specific things about my life and passions and it's multifaceted and you're seeing that across all my channels. And for me, that's always been fashion, content creation and travel. I mean, and then personally, right? Like I feel like my blog is also like an online diary in some ways because I've had it for so long. I mean, I literally started my blog my senior year of college. And since 2014, right, like I've graduated college, I moved out of state, I moved back to Washington state, I got my master's, I got engaged, I got married, I bought a house. There's like so much that has happened. And like, I, that's like something, I mean, all those big life moments, like that's something I've always like talked about and shared. And so that's why it makes sense for me, at least in my head to be like, oh, I am lifestyle because I mean, I'm not shying away, like sharing, like what's going on in my life, but I also have like clearly defined like what my content pillars are. And so, um, one thing I wanted to expand on in 2018 was that, um, I really wanted to expand and travel into my niche and start creating content about it. I mean, I, again, I was already traveling for fun. Um, my first job, out of college um, was a sales job. And even though my region was Southern California, um, the job, I mean, we met for regional, national, and local meetings. And I think my first year um, with that company, I went to Florida twice, Chicago twice, um, San Diego. It was like, a, I mean, again, for like my sales territory is literally Southern California, but like I've been on an airplane, like every other month, like I'm on an airplane on and off. And so, um, I really like enjoyed that aspect. And then like adding on friend trips, like I knew that was like travels, like just so much fun. And so for me, um, I really wanted to expand that. And, um, I've mentioned this before Instagrammable places is something I am already looking for. I love colorful, beautiful, aesthetic places. I find 
a lot of excitement and joy in like researching and like finding those spots. And so I started just talking about Instagrammable places in Seattle by neighborhood. So if you go back to my blog, I have broken it down for any local Seattleites or Washingtonians. Um, if you go on my blog, I have Instagram guides for um, South Lake Union, Capitol Hill, Pioneer Square, um, University District. Again, I've like broken it down because these are the neighborhoods that I'm running around in, um, exploring and taking con- you know, taking lots of content around. And so that's how I started. And literally like towards like that end of the year, 2018, and then into 2019, I started seeing like brands and hotels, like paying attention and seeing that. And so fall of 2018, you guys, um, I was able to work with the Willamette Valley Travel Oregon for a campaign. Um, So I spent a few days down in the Willamette Valley. And I mean, it was awesome. It was like, we did this like glamping experience. We went on a hot air balloon ride. Um, It was like a really, it was like my first like brand press trip slash working with um, a tourism board that was really, and I learned a lot. Um, also at the end of the year, I had pitched Alaska Airlines and we ended up working on a project together for Pittsburgh's most Instagrammable places because they had launched their Seattle to Pittsburgh flight. Um, again, total brand alignment, right? I mean, I do Instagrammable places. And so I def- I obviously have to get on an airplane to get to whatever city yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> so, and so at the time it was like, oh, choose Alaska Airlines, you know, like this, that way back again, back in 2018, they had just launched that. And I remember you guys are going to crack up. And if you've listened to some of the episodes, you've heard this story, but when I met with the Alaska airlines team, I was so excited. I was like, let's do a whole blog post in Palm Springs. And they were, (laughs) they were like, Hey, Palm Springs is actually one of like the hottest destinations from Seattle to Palm Springs in our winter season, because so many people are looking to escape the gloom. We don't need any marketing around that, that flight, but we would love for you to go to Pittsburgh. And I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go. (laughs) And it was great. (laughs) Pittsburgh is a great city. Totally. I was not on my radar. I love Korea and I loved it. So, um, so many places that you just wouldn't expect. Yeah. And I think it's just like being open to it sometimes. And so, um, but that was like a really fun content trip. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about too, in 2018 through 2019, I ended up partnering partnering with Provenance, Provenance Hotels. They own several hotels um, in Washington, in Oregon. Um, but yeah, this is the hotel group I worked with. And so Karya and I also, I think it was June 2019. So we flew down to New Orleans and we stayed at the old 77 Hotel in Chand- Chandlery. Ooh. Beautiful old hotel. And it's like great location in New Orleans. Everything's walking distance. And so, um, yeah, it was awesome to be able to like get on good terms with the hotel group, have a great working relationship. Um, and with them, I visited Boston, New Orleans, New Orleans, Portland, and then they have a local hotel in Tacoma as well. And so, um, it's totally possible you guys, like if you want to expand your niche, travel is a priority for you. It's like totally possible to do that. Um, and if you want to work with hotels, I recommend listening to the previous episode that would have gone live already um, prior to this about working with hotels. And um, we have some great tips in there if that is a goal for you in 2022. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like definitely lots of resources. And I think like overall, just like hopefully from this podcast episode, you guys have learned like that it is okay to pivot. Like it took me so many years to kind of like figure out like what my niches were and it's still possible to evolve and learn and learn what you love to post about and learn what your passions are and slightly change course. And like it, like it should just be, cause again, this job is going to suck if you hate doing it. So like yeah. find things that like make you happy, bring you joy and like success like will come like as long as you're being consistent like listening to like we talk about these tips all the time so there's so many things I could go into like there are caveats to that but if there really is a niche that really just like it it talks it speaks to you like very few niches are so niche that there's not an audience for it yeah yeah and even then we've given examples ping pong is a niche there's literally a guy who took his blog full-time as because his goal was to be a ping pong instructor. And since he's probably one of the few ping pong creators out there driving blog traffic, right? Like he was able to like quit his corporate job and like make ping pong his, his full-time career. And he, anyways, so there's so many ways to do it. My kind of my, one of my tips as we're kind of wrapping things up, um, Maddie gave some great points about making sure it's something that you're interested in and it's fun for you and it makes you excited. Um, Another thing is that it really does take some reflection and like at the end of the year, if you're not feeling super happy with your content, that's a great time to do a content audit and to ask yourself if you are creating the content that you want to be creating. And if you aren't, then why, right? Is it the niche you're in? Is it because you're not excited about that anymore? Do you have a new passion that you want to explore? And if so, right, like the more you take that time to reflect and audit, again, like you could be doing it at the end of the year when you're listening to this, or you could be doing it on a quarterly basis or half a year, whatever makes sense for you. But what's most important is just take that time to like, Ask yourself that if your niche or content pillar is still true to you and you're still excited to create content about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to check in on that pretty regularly because again, you guys don't get burnt out. That sucks. (laughs) That's never fun for anybody. (laughs) All right. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Gotta, gotta emphasize the burning out thing. I highly recommend that book burnout that I've talked about a few times. Yes. Just going to throw that in there. (laughs) Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's mini-sode. Please make sure to rate, review, and recommend the podcast to your friends. And if we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you guys can find us at Emma's Edition, at Mad Cray, and at Content Creatives Podcast. Make sure you guys join our Facebook group and sign up for our weekly email newsletter on our website. And we will see you next time. Bye.